This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. This episode is with my sister. Her name is Valeria, and I'm going to introduce you all to her, and you're going to get a glimpse of our relationship. Valeria is also a mental health therapist, so she's going to talk about the work that she does with children and families. She's going to share some tips and some strategies, and she also shares her journey of becoming a mom at a very young age and the obstacles that she faced and how she used spirituality to be able to to get strength to overcome some of these difficulties that she faced then and the and how she continues to use spirituality to 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 help her as as life um, throws different things at her um, we both share about our relationship and our our connection and you know we get a little silly and we cry a little bit so I hope that you're able to gather some wisdom and get to know me a little bit better and get to know those around me that I love and that are also supportive of me and all the projects that I do. And before we go into the actual episode, I have a couple of announcements. So I want to let you all know that I'm actually working on a inner child uh, meditation series, and it's going to be uploaded here on the podcast. It's going to be completely free, and it's going to be for all of you to, to connect with your inner child. So it's going to be a 10 day series. So I'm going to have, I'm going to start off with an introduction and I'm going to upload a meditation each day for 10 days. And the challenge will be for you to practice connecting with your inner child for 10 days in a row. So stay tuned for that. It will be uploaded very, very soon. I'm still in the process of recording the meditations and it's taking me a little bit longer, but it will be out as soon as I can get it all together and, um, and get all the technical issues sorted out. The other uh, announcement that I want to give is that I started a Patreon and the Patreon is to build a sense of community, to connect with you, the listeners, to bring you and me together in live virtually and for me to get to know you and to heal together. We're going to be talking about some of the issues or topics that we discuss here in, in the podcast. Um, it's going to be hosted by me and we're going to be, or I'm going to be presenting different topics each month. So for example, for the month of May, I presented on healing the mother wound and I provided specific tools and strategies for that. I also talked about reparenting your inner child. That was for the month of June. Um, Sorry, uh, so mother wound was May, reparenting the inner child was for June. And then for July, 
I'm going to be talking about the inner child and shadow work. So I'm going to be providing information on that, journaling prompts, a meditation, and you're going to get very practical, hands-on tools that you can start implementing in your life now so you can start addressing some of these wounds and start healing, which is the goal of, of, of this podcast and the mission that I have in sharing this content with you all. The Patreon community is um, for women only, and and it's designed to just come together in sisterhood, and it's a closed group. So once you, once you join, you actually get access to the past content, so you get access to the classes that I've had in the last couple of months and of course all the future content and it will be there for you to access at any time. So if you can't make it to the live uh, meetups, you can you can watch the replays and you can, you can, you know, it will always be there so you can always watch and replay as, as you need to. Uh, let's see, what else is there? I think that's it for now. I'm going to give a brief disclaimer that although Valeria and I were both mental health therapists, this episode is not meant to treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This episode does not substitute for healthcare or mental health services of any kind, and guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective, and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my sister Valeria. Valeria, take a listen. Hi, Valeria. Thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed by me. <laughs> How do you feel about being interviewed by your big sister? I'm actually nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, though. Happy to be here. Of course. Thank you for, for doing this and for being willing to share sto your story, our story, because I know so much of what you've lived, I've experienced too, and vice versa, right? We kind of been witness to each other's lives from different perspectives and both the good, the bad, everything, <laughs> everything in between. Yeah. The hard and the ugly too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for today, uh, just to get started... Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about you and the healing work that you do? Yes. So I am a clinical therapist. I work with children. So I work in a child intensive outpatient program. Um, my work is a lot of it, the work that I do is done with the families. So I've worked with children who have been hospitalized or have been in a partial hospitalization program. And I work with the parents um, to build communication skills, um, just to build their family strength to support their child who has recently been hospitalized with either depression or anxiety. Um, I love what I do. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, I know what's what probably some people are thinking is like, wow, two therapists in one family. <laughs> what do you, what do you make of that? What are your thoughts about our, our being both of us being in mental health? <laughs> I know it's so funny. I thought about that. It's interesting how it's, we have clearly our family needed help because they <laughs> raised two therapists. <laughs> yeah. And now, yeah, we, it, but it doesn't work though, trying to help them out with what we know. No. It, it never goes well. No. FYI, you can't therapy your family. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not land well. 
But it's so interesting. So you work with families and you work with children Mm -hmm. that are um, needing just a a more intensive support and services. Mm -hmm. And how has that been for you, that journey of uh, in your role as an intensive outpatient program therapist? You know, um, one of the things I didn't think I was going to be able to go into the the this population in particular because I'm a parent myself, and a lot of the the children that I see in my work are actually the age of my kids. And so I was actually told, like, how do you work with kids if you have kids of your own? Like, that's actually really hard. That's complicated. But I find that I believe so much in the approach that I have with the children that it's. It's things that I live out with my kids myself. So I know that it's it's helpful and effective, right? Because um, the, the kids that I have are not, they're stable. So they've already gone through several weeks of, of intensive treatment and they've gone through hospitalization. So at this point, they're stable. And so now they're they're going into like education. How do I take care of my mental health? How do I communicate to my parents when I do need help? How do I build a good relationship with my parents so that they understand my perspective? And then vice versa, I work with the parents. How do we connect with your kids emotionally so that you can strengthen your relationship with them, not only for now, but for the future? So the things that I do with the, the patients that I particularly see are a lot of mental health strengthening exercises. And, um, and that's the exciting part is that they're already stable and they're looking for things to help now connect to their parents so that they could turns into like a buffer so that they don't fall into the same crisis again. Right. So we're doing a lot of like skill building and support for the parents so that they feel strengthened with their child. Okay. And so from from your perspective and you know from from the line of work that you, that you do how how do you see healing how how does healing happen You know one of the things that I notice with the families is the strength in the connection and sometimes parents think well I spend time with my kids I'm connected right like oh I know what they like I know what you know we we watch TV together they, a lot of times they say well watch TV together I spend time with them um but I find that emotional connection is the key to like strengthening the relationship and um con- learning how to do that as a parent is what's the challenge because that's something that I had to learn right as a young mom I didn't know how to connect with my with my child, but learning that it's a lot of you got to share your emotions, share the imperfections, share and ha- and bring that forth from your child so that they can learn to share their emotions with you. That's what strengthens the relationship. That's what builds a relationship. Actually, this the emotional sharing, the sharing of emotional experiences. I think that's what that's what I find to be a consistent in what I do with the families is teaching the parents how to be open with their child and that would be vulnerable, right? How to be vulnerable with them. That's what we do. And um, that's the exciting part because the parents get to say, Hey, this worked. I opened up and I feel more connected and now I can give more instruction and my kids are more open to listening to me because I feel more connected to them. Yeah. I love that approach because it is in a way you're intervening when the kids are still young and, yes. and repairing certain aspects of their relationship. So, so the parents or, or 
so to prevent further um, trauma or wounding, because then the parents, because so much of the work when it comes to working with, with kids is working with the parents. I mean, I think that's for me, like 70, 80% of the work is building the strength for the, with the parents. So they feel more confident and more comfortable. And so they can understand their children and they can understand what they bring to the table, which a lot of times is generational traumas. A lot of times these patterns have been passed on, right? And so it's it's almost like you're helping helping the parents break and the children break that cycle. Mm -hmm. So they don't continue on and grow up and continue these patterns that have been passed on to them. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about cycle breakers. <laughs> you were gonna go there. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's and and going back to that, that's actually the exciting part in working with children and families is that we get to change cycles. Like this is learned behavior. Like you learn this from your parents, and that's why you're passing on to your kids. Like I've worked with parents who are like who say like, well, I just want them to get good grades and be healthy. And so, well, this is what health is by definition. Mental health is not just the absence of an illness. It's how you communicate your emotions, how you communicate your needs. That's by definition what mental health is. And so that's the exciting part is that I get to talk parents into that and give them the opportunity to lean into their child's emotions and into the child's world so that they can feel more connected to them. And I get to see when parents start off, because my program is like an eight week, eight week, uh, eight to nine week program. And when they start off, they're like very disconnected and I could see it in their body language. And then at the end of the program, when they're going to graduate from my program, it's their, their body language is just completely different. And that's the exciting part because they get to see the difference in their connection with their child, they get to experience it, they get to feel it. And, um, but yes, we get to break cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it's funny cause when I work with the Hispanic parents, I'm like, and I, especially the Hispanic dads, they're like, well, you know, I, I care for her and I just want to see her happy. And it's, and it's like, well, I, I, and then I tell, I tell them your goal for your child is to, to be happy. But, you know, your goal for a child is for, for you to have a relationship with them so that when they're sad, they feel comfortable coming to you too, right? Like, who do they go to when they ask for help? Like, we want to create those cycles of new cycle of when they when they need help, they can come to you. They feel comfortable opening up to you. And the dads and the Hispanic dads are interesting because I'm like, I know what's going on here. I know what's going on here. Like, you don't want to open, you don't, you have a trouble opening up in and of itself, right? So it's going to be hard for your own child to open up to you. So, and one of the, there's times where I tell the, the parents, like your homework is to share how you're feeling like in the day-to-day -day world. Like I'm stressed today. What are you going to do about it? Right. How are you going to, how are you going to uh, respond? I am, um, I'm really frustrated. Someone didn't call me back when they were supposed to call me back or whatever. Like it's just random things. I tell the parents, like, I want you to share how you're feeling with your child. I want you to verbally express how you're feeling with your child. And I want you to tell your child, oh, I'm feeling angry right now, or I'm feeling sad, or I'm feeling really happy. I want you to verbally label your emotions throughout the day. Um, and we go through all like the labeling and why it's important to label and all that stuff. So that's the exciting part. Okay, that, that's a good activity. And I think for the folks listening, I think it's a lot of times we think it's just, big complicated thing that we have to do as parents to connect, you know, and sometimes it starts with something as basic as just 
learning, I say basic, but it's really hard to do to, to learn how or when to express emotion and to feel comfortable expressing that emotion and practicing expressing that emotion. Yeah. Because we've been taught that sharing our emotions is a sign of weakness. And so I have a lot of parents who come in really just wanting to say, I'm perfect. I know, I know how to navigate this and I don't have to I don't have to share how I'm feeling in order to get my child to follow their instructions and their expectations of what they need to do. And so just leaning into the emotional sharing strengthens their relationship and builds connection. And it's used as a protective factor for the future. So for the future, you want your child to come to you for the more challenging things that will come up in the future. But we have to build this foundation first. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I don't know, I'm going to ask you, see if you're open to sharing, but you mentioned earlier that you were a young mom and I know that uh, so many people can relate or identify with that. Mm -hmm. You know, many people had kids at a very young age and then they navigated that. teen mom. You were a teen mom. Yeah. So do you, do you mind sharing a little bit about how that was for you and just becoming a teen mom and just emotionally how that process was and and what helped you get through it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a lot that goes with that. I think, um, I remember feeling really scared. Yeah. I remember feeling really scared and I'm, I'm, I can share. I think I'm, I remember feeling really scared and I, and I think there's definitely, I had, I definitely had a lot of like, I'm, mentioned protective factors, right? I definitely had people in my life and um, systems in my life that were there to protect me. But there was definitely things that still leaked through that definitely challenged um, the experience of being a teen mom. Um, I was part of a community where um, I felt supported. But in, in the midst of that, I think definitely there was, you know, the people who just found at you who made rolled their eyes when they saw you pregnant and mm-hmm. who said you're you're never going to finish college you know you're you're going to fail mm-hmm. essentially you're going to be a mom on welfare i remember hearing that <laughs> just all sorts of things but um um there was a lot there okay so i guess i'll start i'm part of the i was part of the church, a church community, right at that point. And I remember um, being very, actually very involved. We, I was very involved in the church. So I was part of like the worship team. I was part of like the Vespers and we would do a lot of like ministry work. And so being pregnant, it was like all eyes on me. It felt like almost. And I remember I remember a couple of people in particular that as soon as they found out I was pregnant, it was just like eye rolling. And it was, I remember that I remember, and, and of course you never forget that, right? Mm-hmm. You never forget the, the faces or the, you know, the alienation. Um, but in the midst of that, it's interesting because just a couple of uh, weeks ago, I saw an old uh, friend from church, from the church that I previously went to. And um, and I told her, you know, I remember your mom being really sweet to me. And she's like, oh, really? Like, 
she's like, yeah, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I want you to tell her that I really remember her being really sweet to me. And she's like, yeah, I'll let her know. And then I I kind of felt the need to share with her. And it just, you know, just that, that feeling that you're like, you know, I'm just going to tell her, you know, I was pregnant really young. I was 18 and your mom, whenever I would see her would always give me a hug and she would tell me like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. And it was during that time of my pregnancy. And when other people were kind of just, you know, making faces and whispering, it was, I remember feeling her mom really like, I want to make, I felt like she wanted to make sure that I knew that she saw me. I felt that from from her. She wanted to make sure that she saw me and that she supported me. And I just told her just a couple of weeks ago um, because I hadn't seen her in a long time. And, and so I felt called to like just share that experience with her. She's like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, sometimes you don't realize how people impact your life. And um, mm-hmm. she was one of them amongst a couple of other people who were like, hey, we're here for you, you know, um, and. Yeah, I don't forget that. Um, I was also part of, I had participated in um, in a program on, about like um, education. It was like a educational support program. And that program, part of the uh, Loma Linda University, um, was just a couple of months before I got pregnant. And so they talked about like education and college. And I was already like going into college. And I remember you know, being really motivated for my college acceptance and getting started and then finding out that I was pregnant right like a couple of months before starting college. I remember thinking like, oh shoot, am I going to be able to, I remember having that thought process of thinking, am I going to be able to finish college? Am I going to be, am I not? What's going to happen? I, just not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that um, internship experience with this program in particular, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it and, um, I'm going to make it work. And it worked Mm -hmm. somehow. Right. I got Mm -hmm. support and my mom was always there to, you know, to help too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think just looking back at that time, you know, it was, it was a hard time for everyone. I think as we, Mm -hmm. we, me as your big sister, I think I, I kind of, I try to take care of you and try to, um, give you advice and suggestions so when that happened i think it was just a hard time to 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 process you know that what this meant that you know that my little sister was gonna have a baby at such a young age and i think i wanted like a different path for you but in that moment it was just um yeah it was just i think it was it was hard for me to know what this was going to imply for your life Mm -hmm. Uh, because it is hard, you know, to have, to have a child at at such a young age or at any age, it's it's hard to have a, a, you know, to, to have a baby. Um, But especially when you're so young. And now that you're saying that, I remember thinking how I had disappointed my family. Like I remember knowing, Mm -hmm. like, because I remember you helped me apply to college. Uh-huh. Like you helped me go through like, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is like, uh-huh. do you remember like yeah. the application process? And we had like <laughs> written down a to-do list, mm-hmm. like you got to do this first. And it was really exciting time in your life, right? Yeah. Co- applying for college and then getting those acceptance letters. Like I got accepted into the university that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. all of that was happening. I know I'm, I'm probably getting emotional no, thinking about okay. it, but it's, it was I remember yeah. in that time being really excited And then like all of a sudden it's like, it's just everything paused. And I remember thinking like, 
everyone's going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is going to yeah. be disappointed. And I, you know what I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think probably the, that, that thought of like, I'm disappointing my sister, like my role model, like, right. Like I, she's like my, I, I want to follow her, her steps. Like I remember thinking like, I'm not going to let this deter me. Like Mm -hmm. I I, I remember feeling like early on in the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, I'm not going to stop. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to college. I'm Mm going to go for it, you know, Mm -hmm. and now where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there was, um, because one of the things that, that about our relationship is that I feel like we've always been very connected. Um, I've always emotionally, like there's this, um, at least on my end for you, maybe it's because I am six years older and I always felt this, um, like almost not, I wouldn't say motherly, but a little bit big sister, but also like, like I felt like it was my duty to take care of you and protect Mm -hmm. you. And I think that comes from a lot of situations that happened (laughs) when we were younger that we're not going to go through that now, but you know, it, it kind of felt, um, I felt that responsibility. So when I found out, I think I was also, it was a, a, a partly disappointing, like in myself, I felt like, Oh, I, I let her down. Like I didn't do a, a good enough of a, of a job in modeling or helping her or helping her or how maybe I should have talked to her more about uh, sex and, and uh, pregnancies and you know, all that. I, I, so I think I was going through that. And then I, I, because like I said, I've always felt very connected emotionally um, and very empathic towards what you're going through. I felt that sense of grief uh, for what you were going to, to lose, right. That mm-hmm. the loss of that mm-hmm. future that I had envisioned and you had envisioned and we had uh, sort of planned together for you, you know? Right. So it was a lot of, I think it was a lot of the, that grief. And, and then also things happened really quickly. You know, you got, we got pregnant and then soon after that, you know, you, Excellent. you, 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 yeah, you got married and then, you know, so it was just like a lot of things happening in your life very quickly and big things. Right. When, I, I, I saw you going a different direction. So me being six years older, I was like, 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 no, don't do this. But you've always been very determined. And that's one thing like you, you knew once you knew, okay, I'm having this baby and you just went for what happened next, which was, Mm -hmm. we're going to raise this baby. Mm -hmm. You you know, go ahead. Yeah. But what I'm thinking now is that I don't think you failed or in any way of supporting me enough because you've always been super supportive. And I think your support actually guided where I am till this day, because, you know, at the moment it felt like a wrong decision. Um, but your support guided my, um, motivation to continue college, right? Your support guided me in saying, I'm not going to give up on this goal that I had with my sister, right? She helped me through this application process. I'm going to get this application and I'm going to finish college. I'm going to finish grad school. I'm going to finish my doctoral program. Like you, your support in my educational journey is part of all of it, whether it was me, you know, delayed by two to three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that support still was felt throughout that. So I don't think that you felt in any way. And I actually cannot even like, fathom a life without your support thank you we're gonna get emotional here guys (laughs) this was not planned (laughs) but I do want to um acknowledge that and that it is something that I think we both have 
at different points in our lives, we've given each other that support. You know, sometimes there's a points in your life where you need more of that emotional support. There's been times in my life where I needed that. And I feel that we've been that for each other consistently. Um, and, and I feel very blessed to, to, to have a sister that I consider also my friend, uh, because those two things are not always together, right? Just because you have a sister doesn't mean that you have a best friend. So I feel very, very lucky to, to be able to, to, ha to have that with you. Yeah. But it's definitely been, been a journey. I know that even, um, you know, what's interesting is that I just recently, I feel like I've realized how, um, I, 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 going back to the, the idea that I, I feel like I, this empathic connection with you, like I just recently, I realized like some, I, we were, we were together for a weekend a, a couple of weeks ago and you were upset and you were upset about something that I had done. Right. And you, but you had or said, and you didn't say anything to me. Um, but I was feeling so irritable that weekend and I had no idea why. And then later on, like at the end of the weekend, then you, you told me like, and then I was like, oh my goodness, this is why I was feeling so irritable because you were so upset. And I was like, <laughs> get it. So I feel like we do that to like, we kind of trigger each other in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we're connected because, well, because you know, when I'm upset and I know when you're upset <laughs> and even though we don't, we're not ready to share. Yeah. It's like, we, we pick up on like, all right, I know something's bothering you. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if, if you, yeah, if you can relate to this, I mean, I, th I think most people, if you have a, a close relationship with, with a sister, I think this is, this is pretty, um, this, yeah. this happens. Aside from sharing the closet. <laughs> the closet. <laughs> What's in your sister's closet? Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we definitely go through each other's closets. What else? Oh, you go through my purse. Yeah. You go through my just like a few days ago. She's going through my purse, and it's just Sophie now bad habit. <laughs> and then Sophie told her no, no. Right? <laughs> Sophie's like, no, that's mommy's purse, and I'm like, okay, that's it. Thirty-two years of going through my sister's purse. It's officially done. <laughs> Sophie's my daughter and yeah, she's definitely my, my little guard now, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we shared a lot uh, over the years and, and even now, you know, we're so, uh, but yeah, we don't have always the same level. I, I, I would, I would say con connection is always there, but sometimes I think it just gets, you know, she gets more busy, but we always talk every day mm -hmm. or text. Mm -hmm. every day if we don't talk we text mm -hmm. and if it's been more than a day we feel it we feel it and we're like uh what's going on because it's even if it's a text but we at least connect in some way mm -hmm. so when it's been more than a day and we haven't which happens lately especially since you know becoming a mom and being mm -hmm. just more well at least for me being a little busier and my mind a little bit more occupied um but yeah I, I feel it right away right when we yeah, yeah I feel it I feel it too and life gets busy mm -hmm. but when you have an emotional connection with someone you feel it right away mm -hmm. yeah definitely um so one more thing I think we should talk about and because this podcast is about healing journey and healing your um, healing paths and different sources or mm -hmm. paths that lead to healing mm -hmm. and 
throughout your life, um, there's been a lot of healing that has happened that we've done together and separately. Mm -hmm. And just for your your own healing journey, what would you say has been the most important aspect or the what has contributed the most? And I know that your healing journey is not done. And it, and I always say this in the, on the podcast, and I always tell everyone that the healing journey is, is there's no destination per se. There is no, I'm done, I'm healed, I'm, no, otherwise, I mean, it's just, we're, we're not ascended masters, right? We're on this path. We're on this journey. And I, the, the beautiful thing about the healing journey is that you never go back. You can't undo healing. Healing can only go forward. Mm-hmm. However, it is, it is a journey and it, it and we, we expand on it, but every stage in our lives brings us different opportunities for healing. So what would you say that at this point in your life, what has been your source of healing? Yeah. It definitely has been my spirituality with God. I think this past year has been very, um, I wouldn't say challenging, but I think testing of my spiritual maturity and um, n- not having that spiritual relationship and that relationship to God. Um, I think I don't I don't know how this past year could have led me to. And so I'm really grateful for that. But definitely um being intentional in my daily prayer and devotional and building a relationship with God before this challenging year um has been part of that healing process. And I think it strengthened me and also led me to healing. And so if that can right, yeah. that can be combined. And so that's what that's what I think about when you ask me that question is I think about how and I think this is all part of God's building of your of your puzzle and you just being taken care of because the I remember intentionally seeking God in 2018. That was the year that I was just going through a lot. And I remember thinking like, I need, I need that. And so there was things that I did to seek that relationship and coming 2021, 2020, 2019, I don't know how my life would have, what the trajectory would have been had I not had built a foundation on that relationship with Christ. And so um, that definitely has been part of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I'm so thankful that I have this foundation and that I feel strong and it's not perfect. Right. Um, but I am thankful for it because I feel like that's what has gotten me through this past year of my life and will continue to strengthen me as, you know, as I go forward. Yeah. Spirituality is, is, I mean, such a powerful source of healing. And I, I feel that, um, just, in the mental health field in general is not emphasized enough, yet it is one of the most powerful sources of healing out there, regardless of, of your religion or spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you connect to this higher power, mm-hmm. uh, God, uh, Jesus, the universe, whatever it may be for you, when you're able to connect to something bigger than you, it's just powerful to for your for your healing, for your heart, for your spirit. Yeah. And there's no, I firmly believe that, you know, everything has a, as a, 
a purpose, you know, mental health, traditional therapy, going to the doctor, you know, so family support and community support and all of that is important in, in key components. But spirituality is just, I, I, it's just such a, for me, it's just such, it was also for my own healing journey was and has been a, just a number one source of strength during those dark times. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know how much I was going to need it. And I think you, you know, that's how, that's how God works. It's Mm -hmm. just, it just happens. And so I had worked towards something and just sought it out and was intentional about what I do, what I say, what I read, uh, what I feed my soul with. And then, you know, things happen and it's like, wow, had I not been there, had I not had that, I think, yeah, it would have, this challenge would have been completely different. You know, something that came to mind is that it's almost like you were going, you went through this spiritual awakening in preparation for what was to come, you know, these very difficult times. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And I felt like I'm being taken care of because I have this and um, I'm not being moved, right? I'm Mm -hmm. I'm being strengthened through it. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you telling uh, one of the things that you would say is, um, that you would repeat to yourself actually is I am favored, right? I'm, I'm at peace. So yeah. these were your mantras, your affirmations, and they've, they've done you well, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is that when I went through, um, through my spiritual awakening, it was, um, it was also in preparation to what was to come. You know, um, I went through a very difficult time in my life about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and prior to going through that, I remember also connecting to this higher source, mm-hmm. connecting to spirituality, connecting to the, a form or a type of spirituality that fed my soul. Because what I had experienced prior to that felt like was felt like nothing. It just felt like, um, like a routine. Right. But when I connected to what resonated with my heart and my spirit, I went through a spiritual awakening. And, and interestingly enough, a um, shortly after that, I went through this this very difficult time in my life. So it's almost like spirit, God always has a way to take care of us. It's almost like it, it, it helps. It's helping to guide us, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like putting the pieces of your puzzle together and unknowingly though, because I had no idea what was to come, right? You had no idea the challenges that you're, but somehow you're building this spirituality and you're building this relationship and connection. And then you realize like, Oh, this is what was happening all along. Right. I'm being taken care of clearly because I needed this and I am going to get through this because I have this to back me up. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry guys. My dog is (laughs) going crazy right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, one of the things that, that I want to emphasize for the listeners is that when, when we talk, or at least we, you know, when we're, right now what we're sharing, we're not talking about spirituality in a specific religion. I think just connecting to a source um, can, or some people just connect to meditation, to their breath, to the energy of their body, and, or to nature, to Mother Earth. You know, whatever it is that takes you out of your own head and connects you to a bigger, uh, to the bigger, larger realm, because we are in this universe that is infinite. So when we're able to get a sense of that infinite universe that we're just 
that we're all part of, it's just natural for us to feel this connection with the higher with a higher source. Like I said, it could just be the universe. It could be the energy. It could be just the law of gravity. You know, for some people, they just believe in science and they believe in, and they're in awe of, of this, of this, these laws of the universe that can be a, a spiritual connection for you. So it could be anything really. Um, but you know, I think it's it, what's important. What we're the, what we're getting to is that the goal is to be able to connect to your spirit and to tend to your soul. And there is so much healing okay. when that that, uh, that is available to you just by tapping in. Yeah, right. yeah. So, any final words, Valeria? Anything you want to share with the listeners? Any any final words of wisdom? I love you and I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Same. <laughs> thank you for your support. Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for, for being there for me too. And thank you for agreeing to do this podcast. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and I mean, we've been wanting to do this for a while, actually. We just haven't made it a priority, but today it just worked out. And we'll be coming together more often. I think that the more we do this, the more we can talk and get comfortable behind the microphone. Yeah, we have tons of stories. Um, so we'll definitely be be having more sister time here on the podcast. That could be an all that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> this is sisters podcast, yes. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much um, for 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 those of you that listen. And if you have any questions, uh, any feedback, we would love to hear it. So feel free to DM me, send me any comments. You know, I love to receive um, that feedback, and I read every message that you send, whether it's through my email or DMs. I, I look forward to that. Have a good rest of your day, everyone. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.